0: Our gospel lesson for today comes from Mark chapter 7 verses 31 through 36. It's one of the healing miracles of Jesus that we've come across and read through in our Thursday night Gospel of Mark study recently. And Mark tells us this, then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of the Decapolis. There are Some people brought to him a man who was deaf and who could hardly talk, and they begged Jesus to place his hand upon him. After Jesus took him aside, away from the crowd, he put his fingers into the man's ears. He looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said to himself, Ephatha, which in Aramaic means be opened. At this, the man's ears were opened and his tongue was loosened and he began to speak plainly. And Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it to others. And that is the word of God for the people of God today. Thanks be to God. Well, let's pray together, please. O God, may the words of my mouth and meditations of all of our hearts together be acceptable and be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, for you are our strength and our redeemer. This we ask in Jesus' name, amen. Now we all know that being unable to hear or talk is no laughing matter. If you've lived with anyone or experienced yourself times of of deafness you know it's not something to snicker about and yet I can't help but remember the story of the man who finally after years and years of his family bugging him to go and get some hearing aids so that he could be a part of the family conversations went very stealthily to his doctor and was recommended to a hearing center he went got his hearing aids that were near invisible and improved his hearing so much, he was just amazed. He didn't tell anyone. And at his follow-up visit, his doctor said, Well, how are the results? He said, They're wonderful. And the doctor said, I bet your family's very pleased that, that you can now hear them. And he said, Yes, I've been listening a lot and not saying anything. And I've changed my will three times ever since my hearing has improved. Well... Not hearing is not a laughing matter because as we see in the story this morning, there were friends of this man that bring him to Jesus because he's lived a life for a while that we know of, unable to hear and speak. If you try to get through life without one of your, your main senses, it is a, an uphill challenge and a difficulty. And no doubt for this man, it was a hardship. And his friends brought him to Jesus. And with that, Jesus took him aside and put his fingers in his ears and, and spit and touched the man's tongue, thought to have healing qualities in biblical days, saliva. And suddenly the man's ears were opened. He was able to talk. The miracle occurred, and lo and behold, the man was whole. He was new. He heard the world in a whole new Way, perhaps for the first time, but we're not completely sure. But nonetheless, his life was changed because he heard, and he heard Jesus' voice first. Let's talk about this morning our hearing because it's important for us, not physically but spiritually, to be about the things of God in life and to hear what it is, the rhythms of God's kingdom all around us. One thing is for sure, that we listen mostly for those things that we want to hear in life. Though the deaf and mute man could not hear anything, a lot of times we condition our ears, don't we, to hear just what it is that we're looking for. We close our ears and maybe even our eyes and and our minds, certainly, to the things of God when we think we know how they're going to turn out and how life is, that nothing can change. And yet God shows, Jesus showed us in the story that miraculously our ears can be opened and we can hear things that, by God's grace, we would not have been able to hear otherwise. A friend of mine that I grew up with working at a camp as a counselor was Reggie Queen. Reggie was a Cherokee Indian, grew up in Cherokee, North Carolina, part of the Methodist church there. And he told me a story once upon a time that I've always remembered and may have shared with you before about a Cherokee in the city of New York, downtown, where all of the busyness and the rush and the sound and the noise was. The Indian was there visiting his friend, and they were walking through the busy streets in the middle of the day, and he stopped and said to his friend, who was accustomed to that way of life, Listen, I I think I hear a cricket. His friend laughed at first, saying, you must be joking, right? And all of this noise and all of this commotion that's going on here, you actually hear something as small and as quiet as that? I do. The Cherokee man said to his friend. He took a few steps ahead and, and found the planter there by the hotel entrance and pulled back aside the shrub that was there and he pointed his friend's attention to the cricket that was sitting there. His friend was amazed. How is that possible that you can hear that when I can hardly hear anything because of all of the noise that's going on around us? And the wise Cherokee man said, well, it It's true that whatever it is that we are listening for for is what we are going to hear. And with that, he reached into his pocket, and he pulled out a handful of change, and he held it up in the air, and he let go. And the money falling on the concrete of the sidewalk and the clanging of it made everybody within a half a block stop and turn to see what they thought they had heard. The point is we do all condition ourselves to, to just hear the things in life that we're perhaps looking for. And Jesus reminds us through this passage that, that there are greater things for us to hear about in the world than just what we want and that are on our minds. Doesn't Jesus point out to us in this scripture the, the fact that we need to be listening out to the needs of others around us? He does. Those of you that have been on Thursday night Bible studies, 7 to 8 p.m., get my plug in there, we have been reading about Jesus doing these miracles and about doing all of uh, the ministry that he's called and preparing the disciples to do after he's gone, and constantly people are bringing others to Jesus to be healed, to be delivered, to be freed, to be given life because they've come to a place where they no longer have it abundantly. And Jesus takes the time out of his, his busy schedule and, and his focus going towards Jerusalem and the cross to stop and help the people that have need. Do we have hears, ears to hear those around us that are in need? I always celebrate, of course, the ministry that our church has in the community here, the ways that we reach out and connect with the needs of people that are around us and we do that in a variety of ways but think about in your own life think about in your own church listen and hear where the cry for help and the desire for attention and the need is and take the time to stop and in Christian love and compassion as Jesus showed us to help people that are in need what is it that really breaks your heart? And does it line up with what breaks God's heart about what's happening in our world? I saw recently that Lifetime TV has begun Christmas movies already. Not in my house. Well, not when I'm around anyway, Jenny might say more, more clearly. Yeah, I love Christmas movies and I love the, the beauty of the stories of those and there are a lot of great things about movies that, that show us the heartbreaks in life and the difficulties in relationships that we all can relate and grow from and, and find strength from. But sometimes I'm afraid that we go <coughs> in our own lives looking for drama that others have instead of truly assessing and being open and listening to the drama that's being played out in real life that's all around us. Do you find yourself slipping into that? I can easily do that. There's real needs, real hurt, real pain, real struggle that folks all around us are experiencing if we will have the ears to hear and condition our hearts to be opened for Jesus' leading and for the Spirit to point them out to us. Jesus listens for the needs of others. He points us in that direction through his example. To help the sick and comfort them, and to feed the hunger, hungry that are around us, and to stand up for for issues such as injustice and and even to um, even to speak out and and be just quite alarmed by violence and hatred that is everywhere. That's the last thing that I want to mention this morning is that that in this story Jesus shows us that God's kingdom is not some faraway place that we're just going to go to when when our physical life ends. There's certainly that element of that Jesus goes to the cross to die and is raised from the the grave to to give us comfort and assurance in that. But plain and simple, Jesus proclaims in Mark's gospel at least that the kingdom of God is at hand. It's here, now, today. And he goes about for the next several years teaching his disciples and showing us what it means to live out, grasping the vision of God's kingdom here in our world. And we need that, don't we? More now than ever, I think. When we consider around us the, the vitriolic language and the hatred and the violence that, that seems so prevalent, we know that Jesus came to bring peace among people to live together as God desires, not to take up arms and take people out. God shows us through this miracle story that his kingdom is here and now, and we should look for that and seek it out in all that we do and how we live. I was at the uh, dinner last night celebrating the wedding for Casey and Aaron. Great meal, a lot of fun. Before the the first dances started and before the toast took place, um, I had conversation with a family member of Casey's that was sitting beside me, and he was sharing with me. I suppose perhaps because I was the pastor that officiated, and and it was heavy on his heart that he grew up in Pittsburgh and told me that he actually had gone to the Tree of Life Synagogue as a youth for his Jewish religious education, and so. He went there and he learned, learned about what it meant to be a, a Jewish boy and had his, his bar mitzvah through, through that place. And he hadn't been back there in years, but he was just crushed thinking about somebody going into a place of peace, of worship like that, where, where God was proclaimed and, and doing exactly the opposite of what God desires, to kill and to hurt and to overcome good with evil that happens a lot doesn't it it seems not just in synagogues but in churches as well as of late in schools even and and at concerts and nightclubs and places where people gather there's violence that is upon people's minds and hatred that fills their heart and and they act it out in a way that is deadly and horrifying and downright scary Does God desire for us to live that way? Is that the way that life is supposed to be on this earth which we've been given and into which we are born? No, it's not. Because Jesus came to proclaim that God's kingdom is supposed to be something much different. I don't know what the answers are to to the violence that seems to be all around us. And and the hatred that seems to be coming out uh, in people, maybe it's lack of connection. You know, we're so socially connected by electronics that sometimes I think we're distanced from other people interpersonally. And it it makes everyone else perhaps not seem as human as we are. We hear the language of of election season, and you just watch the commercials and you find the button to change the channel because all the negativity that is there is so real. When we think to ourselves, is this the wonderful world that God desires for us to live in and have created on earth as it is in heaven? No. No, Jesus came to show us a better way, a different way. Important to note here that this man was not Jewish. And that was very important in Jesus' day because he said he came first to, to seek out and save the lost of Israel, God's family from the Old Testament. But here, as is the case in other places in Mark, he takes a turn and he goes, goes away from Galilee into the Decapolis, which is a place where, where Greco-Roman religion is, is exercised and practiced. He goes to the places where the Samaritans live and he... He teaches and He he heals and delivers people there. Jesus is coming not just to say we need to get along with the people we want to be with, but with everybody. We need to seek out God's kingdom for all people. And that's the point I think that this miracle brings us to today. Do we have the ears to hear that despite our differences and despite the things that separate us? I'd like to think that when we come in on Sunday morning um, and in all churches that people are together as one in Christ Jesus. I'd like to think as Americans, we were all together with a shared sense of values, but, but those divisions just seem to come up in life and they seem to happen and they're destructive and divisive and not of God, but of this world. Our ears are conditioned to hear the things that we want to hear. And are we listening for the things of God that are good and right and life-giving? Or are we focusing upon the things that drag us down into the drama that's, that's unnecessary in life and in the world in which we live? It's a question we all struggle with, and it's something that uh, we all should pray for. And I want us to do that as we prepare to close today. If you'd bow with me, please. Lord, thank you so much for the gift of hearing that uh, we have been given. Be with all of those that are struggling with hearing and, and deafness and muteness, inability to, uh, to speak clearly. God, open our hearts and our minds, are our spiritual senses, Lord, in a way that, that they need to be, to be in line with your kingdom and with what you desire for us. God, it's easy for us to, um, to live in a world of us and them and to easily get caught up and swept up in, in the moment. Help us to have the long view, Lord. That is beyond just the current season that we might be in or the current thing that we're consumed with. Help us to be able to hear, Lord, the rhythms of your kingdom that echo throughout the ages. Not only here, but into the hereafter as well. And as we prepare to celebrate next week All Saints Sunday and remembering those that have tread this path before us. Lord, let us uh, be as wise as them to seek you out first in your kingdom and its righteousness, so that all else that you desire for us will be added unto us as Jesus taught us. And this we ask in his name. Amen.